This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, a draft day edition of The Big Show. Gordon, hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Jake? I am terrific. Uh, the... After yesterday's news, the draft got a little bit more uninteresting, but uh, we're we're going to be doing a big draft show tonight, and uh, certainly got un, uh, a little more uninteresting from a jazz perspective. But from an NBA perspective, tonight actually should be a lot of fun. A lot of people are expecting trades, mayhem, all kinds of uh, volatility. So yeah, it will be interesting to see if it lives up to uh, its. Uh, the predictions of the prognosticators are saying a lot of stuff's going to happen tonight. Well, and it feels like this is going to be one of those landscape-changing off-seasons. You know, some off-seasons are more impactful than others. Think about the, the LeBron off-season when they all went to uh, Miami together. You know, those big free agent names that, that get together in Miami. Those, those, it just changes everything. This off-season feels like it has the potential to be one of those. And it's already started. I mean... The Jazz making a move for Mike Conley is absolutely huge, but I feel like tonight we're going to see kind of a lot of direction which way things are going to go. Yeah, yeah, and we've sort of been waiting for these dominoes to fall, and uh, they have been starting to tumble, but uh, it's uh, so much is always centered around the draft, which is one of the reasons it makes this night one of the highlights of the entire offseason. And I know you love the NBA offseason. I do. Because it has to do with not just teams and their makeups and who's advancing and who's falling back, but it has to do with personalities that people have become familiar with. And they think they know these guys, and maybe to some extent they do, a little bit here and there, or at least they uh, they recognize them. And so when you talk about guys, this kind of movement, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of exciting. I love the game behind the game. I think it's. You always have been a soap opera guy. Oh, I think it's so fascinating. Uh, what I wouldn't give to just be. I, I just want to stand inside the war room one time. I'll be quiet. I won't say anything. I won't say anything when I leave. I won't even. I won't mention anything. I just want to be there and listen to the phone calls and see all the action behind the scenes. Dennis, are you listening? Jake Scott wants to be in your war room. That's never going to happen. But it might happen. They might. You might have to sign a guy can some dream. sort of uh, non-disclosure uh, uh, agreement. But you know, it would be interesting. Just to, and I'll bet that the guys in that war room, even though they're working and it's uh, they are on the clock and they are trying to concentrate on everything, I bet it's just as interesting to them, if not more so, than it is for everybody else. I bet it's fun. I bet it really is. I bet, you know, those guys will tell you, yeah, we're working hard and it's serious. And they are. But I, I bet there's some fun there. I, I, that's, you, well, hopefully there's fun in almost everything. But these guys, you know, I, I was thinking about this. When all this trade stuff happened yesterday, I was thinking about Walt Perrin. What, they just wadded up all his work and threw it in the garbage? <laughs> Poor guy. Guy's been working all year long. And really, you know, and you move forward thinking 
that you're going to actually utilize the work that you're pouring in. And we mentioned this to him, this possibility, the other day when we talked to him, and he said, oh, whatever's best for the team. Well, okay. I guess if you get your paycheck, everything's going to be okay. But he has poured a lot into this and his staff and other guys. And now I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I've got your your latest report right here, and it's it's very thorough. And and uh, you, so you no did use a, to you, us, but thanks. You did a terrific job, but um, yeah, <laughs> slowly like that. We're we're making a move. What's that? What's that uh, <laughs> saying from that movie where the boss always says? That would be a really good idea. They're all condescending. Oh, the uh, office space. Office space. What's he say? Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. You could come in on Saturday. Would you you go and examine 100 players in detail? I think that would be really great. And if you could, you know, deal with their agents and figure out travel and uh, make sure everything is in the right place at the right time. And, and we have enough with, players. And, and come up with the right recommendations, you know. Your reputation is on the line. That would be great. And then if we to- totally throw it in the garbage bin, that would be great too. Yeah, but he said... Walt said that this stuff that they do now can come in handy later on as well as these guys develop through the years, although it's a moving target because then you've got to re-scout everything again and compile a whole new batch of notes. Well, case in point, Carlos Boozer, who came in and worked out for the Jazz when he was coming out of Duke. He came in twice, Gordon. You remember that? He came to work out twice, and the Jazz... We're right there to take him, and they they ended up going a different direction. But when it the opportunity arose where you could possibly, you know, get Carlos Boozer, the Jazz had that experience with him, and they were willing to. Because remember when he initially signed that big deal, that was a risk. Boozer only played two years, but they had or were familiar with him from their workouts, and were willing to go out there and spend on him. Have you ever have you ever done a whole lot of work on something that? ended up not being used or useful in any way. Has that happened to you? Because I, I bet some of our listeners can relate to this. They work on some big project, you know, and they're burning the midnight oil, and they're, they feel like their reputation is on the line, and they're doing everything, every, every responsible thing possible to make this just right. Then you give the presentation, and whew, nothing. Not using or it any has of that. no effect. Nothing. I mean, this, I imagine that happens. It happens probably more often than people want it to. We're going a different direction, so <laughs> we appreciate all of your your fine work there. But uh, because Walt doesn't know what's going to happen, he's got to do his job as though you know that draft pick is going to be used, and maybe they'll trade uh, for other draft picks. So he's got to know everything about every one of these guys, not just Walt, but all the guys over right. there. And uh, and then to to have it happen, he probably had some inclination, some knowledge sure. about what was going on and the possibilities. But you don't really know until it's finalized, right? And it really isn't finalized yet. Although you know, seems like it's 
from this point on just a formality. Well, let's get uh, Gordon to the split story of the day, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the fallout from the Mike Conley situation. Matt Harpering is going to be on the show at 4.30. Our draft coverage will officially kick off at 5 o'clock, and we're going to have it covered for you here at our main studios here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, our carrier studios, and then we'll kind of have Gordon a wing of the draft show down at the Zions Bank basketball campus, and we're going to have a full panel of experts, I use the term loosely, at both locations. You and I are splitting up. You're headed on down to the ZBBC. You're going to hang out with Hans, Scotty. PK is going to be down there at some point. I will be here. Bowler will be with me in studio. Britton Johnson will eventually be with me in studio. And I believe even PK might be uh, doing dual location, so he might be coming up here too. Either way, uh, we've got this covered top to bottom for you, and the one uh, producing it will be Adrian Leiser, who's producing the big show today. So Adrian will be pulling most of his hair out. Uh, today, but uh, it, it'll be worth it, right, Adrian? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. So that reminds that's me of our, uh, our regular season and playoff fund we had, Jake. True. Yeah. Adrian, have you ever done a bunch of work and then had someone just essentially just yeah. roll it up and chuck it in the garbage? You know, what comes to mind is July 4th, two years ago, when we work on our best ofs for a week and Gordon Hayward decides to drop a column. So good work on those best ofs, yeah, boys, but exactly. uh, we're, we're going to do something different. We're gonna go. We're gonna go a different direction. That would be great. I uh, well, I had an experience once where I had a boss who. Oh, I won't tell the story. It's too boring anyway. But I learned a, like a whole computer program, and then after I finally learned it, they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to use that," which is what I had said before I even learned it. Like, I don't think this is going to work. And then when I eventually learned it, it was, "Oh yeah, I don't think this is going to work." Oh, that's doubly frustrating. Yeah, it was frustrating. Did they the give time. you credit for listening to you to begin with, or did they just? No, no, of course not. Well, that's that's the way it works, I guess. It is the way it works. But if it's uh, if it's for the betterment of everybody involved, then uh, then you celebrate and you uh, move on and you start doing your next uh, assignment. All right, let's uh, let's get to the split story of the day, Adrian, if you please. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Just stating the obvious, it's just filling a, a, a massive hole. You know, Ricky Rubio is a very good player and, you know, had some definite highlights there and, and a guy who contributed and was great for the culture that they had. But Mike and, you know, his pedigree, and a guy who has, you know, been playing at a very high level for a long time, played a, a lot of high-level basketball in the playoffs, um, two-way player, a guy who's still, if you break down his numbers last year, you know, before they kind of went into that tank mode, I mean, he's still producing. And the, the health is the biggest thing with Mike, uh, but I, I really like him a lot as a fit next to Donovan Mitchell because we all saw what happened in both of these, you know, series against Houston the last two years in the playoffs. And it, it did come with a cost, and the guys they lost, I mean, Jay Crowder and Kyle and the rest, it's, you know, that's the, that's what comes with doing a trade like this. But I like uh, I like the deal quite a bit. That was Sam Amick, who was on the show yesterday, of course, from The Athletic, as uh, the Mike Conley trade, of course, big news yesterday, big news today, because it affects 
the the Jazz in the NBA draft as they had to give up uh, their first round pick, Gordon. And uh, a day after we're getting a little bit more um, familiar with what uh, the ramifications of the trade financially are for the Jazz, they're going to actually have a little bit less money. Uh, then we were kind of speculating yesterday that they'll be able to use to round out the roster if they pick up Derek Favors. But even a day later, this was a big win for the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, you agree with me. I agree with you. Uh, we agree with Sam Amick. We agree with a lot of guys nationally, uh, guys like Zach Lowe and others, who have uh, who have been quite complimentary about what the Jazz were able to accomplish here and the way it has advanced them. Now, I have heard some so-called experts who don't really think it's moving the needle that much, but I I, I couldn't uh, disagree with them more. I, I think this is a day to celebrate what the Jazz are doing and uh, and maybe to wait and see what they're going to do next. I don't know if they're done yet. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. So uh, whether that would happen tonight or not, I don't even know that. Do you? No, I mean, we could maybe see the Jazz trade back in to the first round. I suppose that's a possibility, although I think that's unlikely. I think if the move signaled uh, yesterday signaled anything, is the Jazz are, are looking to win now. I'm not so sure putting a rookie on the end of the bench for development is the highest of priority. Now, if they saw somebody, you know— they still got to fill out the roster. They do. And I, I think that they will. I mean, we talked about the veterans' minimums yesterday. The cap or the mid-level exception they'll have available to them is about four point seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to find a rotational player, I would guess, uh, for that. Um, or Unless you can, the favors things have happens, and if that happens, then it opens up a whole other uh, uh, sort of uh, domino effect as to what could uh, come after that. See, that's why I think it's so important that the Jazz have six days in July uh, until they have to make up their mind on favors. That's actually a, a terrific advantage because they can they can feel it out and see what's out there before you know going to I don't want to say a backup plan, but going to a backup plan that that you're perfectly comfortable with. See, I, and I'm not even saying I'm not suggesting that that's what they should do. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the job of, of the front office to look for ways to, to improve the team. And if they can find a player or a combination of players that they think would advance the cause better than, than Derek Favors, then, yeah, then you do what you can do to make that happen. But, but I think as the past couple of years have transpired that uh, Derek Favors' value within the franchise has actually risen. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right on. There the was a time when I think there was there were some folks in positions of power who who would be interested in in getting, you know, a a, a, a knockdown shooter at that position. But Derek has proven to be so valuable in certain other ways that, and he's not an outside shooter, folks. He, he can shoot that corner three all day long. It's not going to go in. It wouldn't appear so. No. I mean, he make it every once in a blue moon, but that uh, you know, and I hate to say that because I don't want to put limitation on a man, but I I haven't seen evidence. Although in practice, didn't you say you saw him knock down a bunch of shots? Sure, but I mean, you, you see everybody on the team knock down a bunch of shots. I've seen Rudy knock down a bunch of threes uh, after really? practice. Yeah, uh huh. He shoots him ever after every practice, and he he does. He holds his own. Is he gonna transform into Mehmet Kerr? 
I wouldn't bet on it. People would take a ten foot jumper out of Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Well, I mean, he works on it. Yeah. I don't know, uh, you know, if the the confidence in it will ever come, but I'll tell you, yeah, he works on it. We see it. Uh, Adrian goes down to a bunch of practices. We see it after every practice. Well, I, you know, I just don't know whether it's going to be functional for the Jazz for Derek Favors to be doing that, maybe on a on occasion. But he, he is so valuable in other ways. We saw it again. He's The Jazz have won postseason games because of Derek Favors. Oh, no doubt they've won series because of Derek Favors. And Dennis has given him credit for that repeatedly. That's what he said on, yeah. on the last day of the season after the Jazz got eliminated. He said, essentially, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was those, you know, we have found that the Rudy Gobert, Derek Favors thing works. That was his assertion. Now, there are others who who still have real questions about it, but, I well, mean, these things ebb and flow, these various uh, trends in the NBA, and the only way to play is this, and uh, you know, but I think with the addition of Mike Conley, uh, that will benefit Derek Favors in, in ways that may not be imagined by some folks. I, I agree with you. Here's, here's the thing with Derek, and... The, the Derek Rudy thing, really, it, it actually doesn't work. But here's where Quinn Snyder is, is so smart, is he's figured out a way to create basically a very unique role for Derek Favors that does work. Because it, the, the, the Derek Rudy thing isn't a complete disaster. It's actually very good defensively. They just can't, they have trouble scoring with that line. Right, right. So, what it's defensively, not, it's a monster. It, it is a monster. And rebounds, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's really, really good. So, it's not a complete failure. But to say that it works, that's not exactly true either. But what Quinn Snyder does is he plays Derek for a few minutes at the beginning of each half. So, you get Derek and Rudy together for, you know, what, six to 12 minutes a night. And then the rest of the time, he's playing backup center to Rudy Gobert, where he is unbelievable. And we, Adrian and I, in, sitting in the studio each game, we, we repeatedly watched him just eat alive backup big men in the NBA, where he would just smoke them, dominate them, the whole thing. And that's why his pick and roll buckets with Joe Ingles are, are through the roof, because he's just feasting. On, on what opponents are, are throwing at him. So but what, what people counter that with is what does the Jazz offense look like when Derek Favors isn't at the four, when you have Jay Crowder or you have even Tavo Cephalosha on the floor, spreading the floor a little bit. They seem to point that the efficiency rises a bit. It, it extremely it, it rises a ton. That's why you saw that lineup so much, and why the Jazz have to replace Jake Crowder. They've got to find somebody who can step in and play that role because the efficiency was it was through the roof, and that was with Jake Crowder heaving up bricks sixty six percent of the time. How many times did uh, Jazz fans see him load up for a shot and just go, "Oh man," a lot, a lot, and sometimes he hit him. I mean, yeah, there were times when he heated up. Well, the problem was never bashful about it. That's for sure. Thirty-three percent isn't, you know, awful, awful. The problem with Jay was it's a streaky thirty-three. So some nights he he's shooting sixty percent from three, mm-hmm. but other nights he's zero of nine. And and he never stops shooting. And right, you know, shooters got to shoot and all that. But even with Jay Crowder not being the ideal fit at that position, those lineups were were great offensively. So they've found a way to give Derek a really important role. Oh, and the other, the other byproduct of that, Gordon, is, too, that they lowered his minutes. 
Derek was playing right around, you know, 20 to 24 to 25 minutes every single night. And at first, I bet Derek was grumpy about that. But what did he do this year so well? He stayed healthy. And that's been the problem with Derek in the past when he has those lingering injuries like the the bone bruise in the knee and those sorts of things that make him so less effective. Dial back his minutes, and when he's healthy, he's extremely effective. You can understand his frustration because he knows he's a quality NBA player, and yet he's not featured uh, so much with the Jazz, certainly not as a part of the starting lineup. And so doesn't your ego tell you that hey man, give me the damn ball and let me do so. Let me show what I can do because I know I can do it. I think he's. I think what we've seen out of Derek is him slowly. I don't want to say slowly. That might be selling him short, but become comfortable with his role on the team. That it's not what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. and and wasn't going to be what you were talking about. And he did it with a really positive attitude when he said. Uh, I guess it was two years ago that he's that he sacrificed the most on the team. He was one hundred percent right, and he had to adjust his game the most. And he was probably given the most the the toughest assignment. And and he's really made the most out of it and done it with a really good attitude. And he, it's why. It's why I truly believe he got the deal that he got last year. The Jazz said, we're going to appreciate this, and we're going to give you a, a good deal because we like what you bring to the team, and we like the way you've done it. And he's great insurance if something happens to Rudy. I want to suggest that or even send that out into the universe. But, you know, you, you, if without Rudy, you got to have something there. And Derek is, is usually there and ready to go. He just doesn't fit that profile of what you're talking right. about in the modern NBA. And that it just takes it takes extra skill, extra patience, extra uh, scheming, I guess, to, uh, to, to make it functional, to make it work. All right, we'll talk a ton of NBA today. We'll get to more of this coming up next. We will talk about the draft as well. Uh, but joining us now, he's normally the producer. We're normally uh, of this fine show. We, we usually look through the glass and see him as opposed to Adrian. But today he is on location. This is your chance, folks, to meet the one, the only, Austin Horton. He is live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, one of our very favorite places. Austin, hello. We miss you, but we're glad we get to hear your voice today. Well, at least you miss me because I'm not sure I miss I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, we're down here at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. Come on in. There were celebrities here a moment ago. One Craig Q. Bowlerjack stopped in, had his vehicle serviced, as he often does here at the great service station of LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. You can get all the new and used vehicles you'd like. They've got, by the way, we don't talk about this enough. I don't think about these guys. They've got cars, seven used cars under $10,000, low, low miles. You need to get in here and check it out. Not only can you get the screaming deals here on the lot and at the service department, but we've got jazz t-shirts, jazz hats, jazz desk ornaments, and the ticket of the month, the Utah Championship. We've got tickets for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you know what? Just because I like y'all, I'll throw in lunch while you're there as well. Come on down. LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. You know where it is. Come on in. See us. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. More of Jake and Gordon next. By the way, breaking news as far as the draft goes tonight for the NBA as a whole. Sham Sharania. 
with some breaking news. Jake and Gordon will talk about it next here on The Big Show. This is DJ and PK. Omari Sankofa, the second, covers the Memphis Grizzlies for the Athletic. Conley's game now being able to play off of Mitchell, I think that it's going to elevate both of their games. You've seen Mike play a number of years. What would you say to that? I think it's going to help both of them for sure. Conley obviously will take a lot of pressure offensively off of Donovan Mitchell. It not only will help Donovan Mitchell, but just give Utah as a team a lot more flexibility in the things that they can run. On paper, it just looks like they should help each other out a lot. Catch DJ and PK Mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on The Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon Guns at Roses is uh, is coming to town. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did see that October 29th, and uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Is that a band you would like to see? Oh yeah. Well, I I have seen. Guns and Roses, but I I wish I were I wish I had seen them when they were in their original glory. Mm-hmm. They came to the E Center probably, or Maverick Center. I think it was the E Center at the time. I don't know. Probably eight years ago, seven eight years ago. And I did see that version of Guns and Roses, and it was pretty fun. Oh. All right, we had a grand old time. So you're gonna go to this one? Oh, I'd I'd go yeah. to this one. I'll see if I can't uh, save a few pennies for some tickets but yeah I'd, I'd go see guns and roses again heck yeah a night of rocking out rocking out like we used to i can see you having a great time at a concert like that oh yeah oh yeah so anyway guns and roses coming to town in october tickets go on sale coming up tomorrow want to remind you also to spring into action before the summer rush get a complete ac diagnostic checkup before uh, for just $39, scheduled today by calling 801-833-3333, Action Plumbing. Gordon, the draft hasn't even started yet, and we have a trade. Yeah. Uh, Indiana has traded for Phoenix's T.J. Warren, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. The Suns will also send the 32nd pick to the Pacers. Uh, the Pacers are basically taking Warren into their cap space. The Pacers will send cash to the Suns. In the deal, uh, the Suns wanted to unload the three-year $35 million left on Warren's deal. So, the Suns in play, in free agency? Everybody Warren? in the pool. Making room? You know, it's. I, I thought about this. At least in this case, there's uh, some sort of exchange going on that uh, involves a player that we know of. But didn't Golden State just make a deal with Atlanta to pick up like the 43rd pick yep. in the draft yep. or something like that? 44th. 44th. And you think, okay, wh- I mean, is that really going to move the needle in some productive way for the, the Golden State Warriors? Well, they feel like it will. Oh, all right. And actually, considering they're going to be so capped out, it really shouldn't be a surprise. 
that they're trying to add picks because they're going to need bodies on their roster. Cheap players, huh? Not well, cheap, but but players that you can have under the rules. Because if you're over the cap, you can only sign veteran minimum free agents. Well, Atlanta has like seven picks, don't they? Or they did when it started. They've got eight and ten in the first round, and uh, rumor seventeen, don't they, or something, something like that? that as well. And and rumor has it that they're looking to possibly package a couple of those and move up. Mm. Although the first three picks, there's another piece of news that just came out, according to Sham Sharania. By the way, how much are we going to talk about Woj and uh, Shams tonight? It's it's going to be. They're both. Uh, That's those, the matchup I'm looking for. Yeah, they're very the, popular tonight. Are those two like paying somebody off or something? How do they get their information? You know ahead what? Ahead of everybody else. Adrian and I were speculating about just that before the show, and we're thinking some some racy Adam Silver pictures, probably. You think so? Yeah. yeah. You know, they they've got something to to leverage over there. Maybe they know. Uh, you know, like a. Like just a uh, an administrative assistant or something at the league office, you know, well, like I, a fly on the wall. I, I get it. I know people have sources and they get information, but rarely do you have two guys dominate in the way that those two do. Pretty amazing. They're both really good at what they do. I mean, you would how? Well, they're not telling. I'm guessing. Mm. Although Shams was Woj's protege at one point, so yeah. And now right. they're they're the titans of the industry. Uh, but Champ's reporting that the top three picks in the NBA draft are set per sources. Number one, Zion Williamson to the Pelicans. Number two, John Morant to the Grizzlies. And number three, R.J. Barrett to the Knicks. So no, no surprise there. No yeah. surprise, but those three picks are all basically done in. But yeah. then everyone's saying after that, it's a whirlwind. And it wasn't 100% that RJ would go to the Knicks because the Knicks have done some last-minute workouts with a couple of guys. But uh, it looks like they're going to go ahead and go with uh, with RJ, who's, I, I think, going to be a really good oh, player yeah, at the I next level. I do. In fact, all three of those guys, I think, have uh, an absolute tremendous amount of potential. There are some question marks there uh, uh, surrounding all three. But for the most part, I, I would expect all three of them to have all-star potential and maybe superstar potential. What is the number one question with the number one pick? What do you think it is? Some people think they're neat. there's still yet skill development. There always is. These are young guys and whatnot. But some people wonder about the durability of Zion's body. Yeah, see, I was going to say number one still is shooting to me. Um, he needs to, to be able to be a reliable shooter to fulfill his potential. I mean, I, I saw a stat where um, 89% of his made field goals at Duke were in the paint. Hmm. That's, a, that's a big number. And, and you, you can read it as, boy, he can get to the hoop like nobody's business. And then you can also read it as, you know, he's not making a ton of outside shots. So that, that's number one. But the durability thing uh, that you bring up I think is, is really, really interesting because the good Lord did not de- design us to be that big, you know. It's almost like Yao Ming when he was having his issues. It's the human body was not really designed to be that size, and it can create those issues which you're talking about, where maybe he might not be so durable. But well, wait a minute. I thought I thought that he was designed. Didn't they put his parents together somehow? Yao yeah, Ming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. That is true. He was genetically engineered to be that tall. Well, I'm, they forced both his parents were like the best basketball players in the country at the time, and they. You two are madly in love. Congratulations! Uh, I now pronounce you man and wife. We just met. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
we're going to produce ourselves a basketball player. And they sure did. And yeah, they they absolutely did. And but yeah, how I mean, do you, how do you create somebody who is like six seven and weighs three hundred and ninety five pounds and can move like that? Well, not three hundred and ninety five. You I mean, know, that would you be, know what I'm that saying. would be really something. <laughs> two hundred and eighty five pounds. Still, it's amazing. It, it really is. It, it's amazing that he can he can move like that and do all those things. And that's why he's the hands down number one pick in the draft because we've never seen anybody like it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. There, there also are some concerns out there that what position does he guard? You know, mm-hmm. is he is he quick enough to stay up with the wing players? Uh, is he tall enough that if you want to play him like Draymond Green at the center some of the time, can he get that done? But, I mean, all these are minor stuff that's more than likely going to figure itself out. The shooting one, though, uh, he seems to love basketball, and if that's true and he works on it, you know that that's that's going to be a big deal for him, but he has a little ways to go on that. What about you? What's your biggest concern with him? I think those two things. Um, and, but but man, there's a lot to be excited about there, uh, and I, maybe there are some dissenters. But if you gave all the GMs in the league the number one pick, I'm saying a good nine nine tenths of them are going to take that guy. Oh, maybe more. You think? Uh, I don't think we've had this unanimous of a number one pick for a while. He's pretty exciting to watch. And, and he's got a great personality, too. He's actually the perfect person to come in and, and replace Anthony Davis in uh, in New Orleans because he's got a, a big personality. He's got a good smile. He's charismatic. And he's got an electrifying game that maybe can jumpstart a franchise or, or re kickstart a franchise down there that is in need a little bit of a boost i mean i'm a little bit of a uh, i don't want to say cynic but i am a little bit of a skeptic on some of these guys how could you not be people make such a big deal out of every draft pick and i've just seen so many draft picks underperform or perform at some level that's well below what the hype was and and I think analysts and everybody else get all excited about everything that happens on draft night, and it's going to mean this, that, and the other. And it's a, a lot of it's just a bunch of bull. It turns out to be it, it, was goes, it goes unfulfilled for sure because we're dealing with nineteen, twenty-year-old young men. But some of it's the nature of the game too. True. I mean, it's so difficult for these guys to come in and make any kind of difference. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It does happen. We see it happen, but not at the level at which it is talked about uh, prior to. Now, you and I were rather, uh, I don't know if we were raving, but we were praising Mike Conley yesterday. But that's because we've seen him play at the pro level for a long time. You know what you're going to get with him. In fact, and I'll say it again, I still think this next year will be Mike Conley's career best. But I've seen him play. I mean, I've seen him play at that level. I haven't seen most of these. No, we haven't seen any of these guys play at the NBA level. And that is why I think it's so interesting. And that's why I think everybody gets so into it. It's where college basketball and NBA basketball merge. And the excitement of, of getting a new player on the team is, is always 
it's it's the ultimate what if. It's it's like the why the backup quarterback is always the most popular player on on any football team. It's the well, what if this happened? What if he turned out to be Alex Smith? You know, what if he he the coaches just missed and once he gets into the game, he's unbelievable. You know, it's it's it, it the people got not to bring this up again, but it, people got caught up in it last year with Grayson Allen. You know, yeah. Something new, exciting, coming to the team. We all saw him in college. We were familiar with it. Uh, but the truth is, you, you don't know, and it's why guys like Walt Perrin are so incredibly valuable because they're, they're the ones who can see what they need to see and project as to what could be possible. But and, and, uh, You bring up Walt. When we interview him, very rarely does he get overly excited about when you ask him about certain players and whatnot. And some of it might be playing a game, but some of it is also this guy has seen it all in the past, and uh, he, he kind of knows, uh, maybe not knows, it's it's not a complete science, but he has a pretty good idea about what kind of effect these individual players are going to have. And a lot of times it ain't that big. You ready for uh, the latest little nugget involving the trade we just talked about with uh, Phoenix and Indiana? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Wojnarowski says, uh, according to Bobby Marks, Pacers will still have $31 million, uh, million dollars in cap space after, after absorbing Warren into the roster. One significant Indiana target in free agency per sources, point guard Ricky Rubio. Yeah, I've read that that's uh, the case. Hmm. Interesting fit uh, alongside Oladipo. They need a point guard. Yeah. Well, as long as you've got some other shooters on the roster, because he ain't one. I like that for a fit for him, though. Another kind of overachieving franchise, good coach, yeah. good locker room, good system. That's not a bad landing spot Ricky, for him if Ricky that were to happen. can help you if you've got some shooters. If, you don't have, if you're counting on him to shoot it, it's not going to work. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I have more of the big show coming up next. Don't forget, uh, draft show officially kicks off at the top of the five o'clock hour. Uh, Bowler is going to be along for the ride to, for the draft. So is Britton Johnson, uh, Hanson Scotty, as well as Gordon will be live from the Zions Bank uh, Basketball Center. PK is going to be a part of the broadcast, pulling out all the stops as usual. That all kicks off at five o'clock. Well, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz just found their point guard. Conley gets it back from Temple. Open right wing three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Wow. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and now Mike Conley. The NBA season can't get here soon enough. Your exclusive home for the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Have your attention, You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five, twelve eighty. The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Thank you very much for making us a part of your draft day. Uh, we were talking about 
Uh, Zion Williamson and our friend Yu Shasta trailer poses an interesting question, Gordon. Says, help me with this, Spicoli. My understanding of Zion Williamson is that he can run, jump, etc. Like a 6'7", 285-guy shouldn't be a pound guy, shouldn't be able to do, but his shooting is suspect. A 1, 2, or 3 needs to be able to shoot, and 6'7 isn't going to be a 4 or a 5. Where does he fit? Well, answer the question. Oh, nice, nice. You're gonna just deflect that to me. Oh, I'll tell you, he's he's gonna be a four. Is is where he ultimately is going to be fit? Is going to fit? He's gonna be like a a Jay Crowder type and play that type of uh, that type of a role. And then if they go to the small ball lineup, I'm guessing the Pelicans will try to slide him in at uh, at five. For example, the Warriors play Draymond at center, Gordon, about twelve percent of the time. I think you'll see. The, the Pelicans go uber small at, at points and put him uh, at the center. Well, he's powerful. There's no doubt about that. And really, I mean, anybody who – you don't necessarily have to be – he doesn't have to be 6'10 if he can utilize – because his quickness, his athleticism, that stuff will all come into play. Uh, the shooting is an issue, I think. That's something that needs to be addressed. Yep. But – the other things he can compensate for. Maybe I'm just being swayed by my memories of Wes Unseld. You know, that's going way old school, I know. And, and the game is different. Obviously, these guys are sizable, but I, I think he can manage that. I really do. I mean, Adrian Danley was 6'4. Uh, Charles Barkley was yeah. six four, six five, something, uh, something along those lines. If you if you're exceptional in other ways, you can make up for that. The problem is that most guys aren't exceptional. Zion's gonna have to figure it out. He he played a lot of bully ball where, you know, uh, push guys around. Yeah, right. I mean, who are you gonna put on him at the collegiate level that he's not gonna just you know cut through, do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. He's not gonna be able to do that. As much, certainly, at the NBA level. And then, you know, we talk about where does he fit. Well, who do you guard him with? That's, I mean, that's a, if you put a wing defender, um, it, let's not to pick on Joe, but you put Joe Ingles out there on Zion and he's going to, he's going to beat him up. I mean, he physically is going to overmatch most wings yeah. in the league. And then if you slide a, a bigger guy or a big out on him, you know, is he going to be able to go around that big? And then what does that do to the defense? There so. were there are numerous times when I saw him in college games do exactly that. Right. You know, and it was just like, I mean, it's impressive. You got to admit, you just go wow when you see some of the things he can do. But when you're going up against uh, the, the the best athletes uh, that the game has, now suddenly you've got to uh, continue to evolve a little bit. But I, I think a lot of scouts have gone in to watch him and with with that sort of skeptical point of view, all right, prove it to me, you know, and they've walked away going, okay, okay, I've seen enough that this guy is exceptional in ways that will make up for the areas where he's, you know, he's not prototypical. Uh, joining us now, and he's live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram down in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. He is, of course, our, our dear friend Austin. And, and Austin, I want to I want to go over a tweet with you real quick because Gordon was talking yes. about Walt Perrin, and you know, he's preparing mm-hmm. for the twenty third pick, and then that just goes out Dude, the go window. Ahead. Do do the uh, the illustration for him. Well, it's a sound effect and the whole thing. And and Gordon asked, uh, "Aren't you going to do it?" 
What? You were going to... Sound effect. Oh, the crumple, crumple the paper? Yeah, oh, yeah. I see what oh. you're... You know, just uh, throw that... Uh, <laughs> go ahead and throw that into the garbage can. Uh, but Gordon asked if we'd nice ever shot. really worked hard on something and then just had it be completely ah. meaningless. And our friend Sven tweets and he says, Walt probably feels like Jake and Austin when they have a plan for a great show and Gordon walks in at 3.01 and starts talking about <laughs> pancakes or out east or famous listeners and completely changes the entire show. I have never talked about out east because it's not out east. It's back east. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. I thought that was pretty love, good. Austin. You know, Jake, Jake, I love pancakes. Have you ever had a pancake back east while you're also talking about the most famous listener? I once saw Juice Newton listening to the big show while eating a pancake back east. And then we came out west. And let me tell you, the Wagon not sports forward. report. <laughs> the not sports report. We've heard this story a hundred times. Let's move on. I'll tell you what. Uh, Sven nailed it. Yeah. It's like he's there with us. It is. That's like a good here. story. I don't think I can top that. Pretty brilliant tweet, I thought. But Austin, what's going on down there? Still have a bunch of jazz stuff? Well, while the good plans might be ruined there at the big show, the good plans are not ruined here at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Yes, tons of jazz shirts, a jazz statue, jazz hats, tickets to the Utah Championship. That's all just for coming in and saying, uh, giving me your best Gordon Monson impression. You'll get whatever you want here on the table. But also, they have the June deals. By the way, we've got like a little more than a week left in June, so get in here now for these incredible June deals including the 2019 Ram 1500, 30% off MSRP on that. The 2018 Ram Heavy Duty 25 or 3500, save up to 20% off. And Ram Trucks, 0% APR for not one, not two, but 72 months. Get on in here, 10905 South, Automall Drive. It's Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Jazz stuff, Utah Championship tickets, and great screaming deals on new and used vehicles. It's all right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.